Imagine for a second, you were in charge of your favorite music tech company. What would you create? In this episode of Behind the Space, where I'm gonna share three pieces of music gear and tech that I wish existed, and maybe, just maybe, some of these companies will be watching and maybe we'll see this one day. Hey everyone, welcome back to Behind the Space, where this is the podcast for people that like to perform on stage with Ableton Live. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. Today's episode is going to be fun. Um, I was thinking about episode titles, the content I wanted to create, and I keep coming back to this idea of there's pieces of music technology that don't currently exist, or I, there's forms of them that exist that I want to kind of tweak and change the form. And so what I thought I would do is just share three of the things that I wish existed. Um, I want to hear from you though. If you happen to be watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments, what's a piece of music gear that you wish existed. And if you watch any of these three things that I'm talking about uh, or other people's comments and you go, Hey, actually that already does exist then feel free to share a link to that below their comment. Again, be kind about it. Don't be like, you're such an idiot. You didn't know this existed, but share a link to that because maybe this is an opportunity that these companies will look on and go, oh, that's a great idea or confirm something they've already thought or people watching this will get their questions answered. Now, before I get into that, I wanna let you know, I just updated my brand new gear guide for 2023. So if you perform on stage with Ableton Live, hope to perform on stage with Ableton Live, and wanna know what's the best mini controller, audio interface version of Ableton Live, best computer, then I want you to download that gear guide. You can head to from studio to stage.com slash gear to pick that up. Again, it's brand new, fully updated for 2023. You're going to love it. Okay, let's get into what are our three suggestions here. Um, let me tell a little bit of a story and then I'll share uh, what my suggestion is. So one of my favorite pieces of music tech that currently exists, uh, in full disclosure, I work for this company. I create content tutorial videos for them. And in fact, two of their products are, are things I'm going to mention in this video. So uh, I'm not creating this with any future knowledge of future products, but wink, wink, if you want to create these, I'm happy, uh, happy to see you do that. Uh, iConnectivity, great company, the Mio XM, Mio XL, um, are two of my favorite products. Uh, these are incredible audio, uh, MIDI interfaces that allow you to really connect anything MIDI that you have um, and convert it to almost anything else. So we can connect DIN MIDI, we can connect USB MIDI. Um, no matter what type of controller we have, we can connect to this box, we can route, we can transform it to send different messages on different MIDI channels. But one of my favorite features of this box is the fact that it has RTP MIDI built into it. If you're not familiar with that, RTP stands for something MIDI. Uh, uh, my uh, wonderfully smart editor, Aaron, will look that up and uh, point the uh, answer to that here. Boop, what RTP stands for. Hopefully he figured that out. Um, RTP MIDI stands for this. Uh, but what it means practically is sending MIDI over an ethernet cable. Uh, and if you've ever used the audio network, network MIDI built into your Mac, if you've used RTP MIDI, the, the program on a Windows PC, and sent MIDI over an ethernet cable, you understand how powerful that is. What's great about the Mio XM is it can send uh, 12 connections over a ethernet cable over RTP MIDI. Those are discrete connections, meaning each one is separate. And the Mio XL can send up to 22 RTP connections. So what's super powerful about that, in fact, I just helped a buddy of mine set this up last week. He's out on tour. Uh, they are, are doing, you know, the full tour, the full thing. He's got a Play Audio 12. He's got a Mio XM. In fact, a couple of those, uh, a MIDI controller he's using to control Ableton Live. Well, they've been doing a, a B stage, a kind of, uh, you know, middle of the arena stage that they're uh, going to do, I don't know, four to five songs on kind of an acoustic thing. What they've done 
for the past, I don't know, five to 10 years that I've seen them on tour is they walk over, the band walks over, uh, they go to start a song and someone steps up on stage to the main rig and starts whatever song they're on. They start it, they stop it, they start it, they stop it. So I talked to my buddy, Dave, I'm like, Dave, listen, um, this is really, really easy. What you could do is have a Mio XM at that side stage, plug your USB MIDI controller into it. And because we have this ethernet port on it, what we can do is convert that USB MIDI to ethernet to send back to your Play Audio 12 and control your Ableton rig. So you don't have to trust someone else that they're triggering the correct song, that they have the right song pulled up. You plug USB in, it converts to ethernet MIDI, it establishes a connection to your Play Audio 12, to your Mio XM and it's golden. Uh, and I was able, Miracle of Technology, remoted into his computer via Zoom, controlled his computer in Nashville while they're in rehearsals and set this up for him in less than two minutes. Like amazing, amazingly powerful. Um, but here's the piece of music tech that I wish existed. So I love this feature. I love that I can plug in DIN, uh, five pin MIDI. I love that I can plug in USB MIDI, right? So let's look at the back of this guy. There's USB mini, there's DIN, and I love that all that can be converted to RTP. But here's what I wish existed. I wish for, and I'm gonna attach prices to this, so I'm going ahead and just gonna throw this out there of prices. Some of these uh, pieces of gear, you're gonna go, well, well, that kind of already exists, but I'm gonna say, yeah, it kind of does already exist, but I want it for cheaper or whatever, different form factor. But here, here's one that I wish existed. I wish that iConnectivity sold a single box, a single, piece of kit, piece of gear that had a five pin DIN uh, input, you know, maybe we say input and output on it. And then they had a separate one that just had a USB connection on it. Maybe two, you know, let's say whatever, but I'm going to make it dead simple. This is what I want. It's my video. Stop, uh, you know, uh, making caveats or things. Well, I'm just going to say it. I want a little piece of, uh, of gear has a USB connection on it. And then I want a, a piece of gear that has a five pin DIN in and out on it, or maybe make those separate devices. In fact, uh, if you've seen the Dante, um, I think this is the right the right thing to call it, AVIO adapters, I'm pulling these up. Yeah, here we go, B&H has these guys. Um, these little guys that each one of these is like custom purposed, Ethernet on one end, XLR on the other. They could put all those into one box, but they're just, you know, super cheap, $199 little adapters, right, that Dante makes. Here's what I'm looking for. I want iConnectivity preferably, and you know, another company if they want to, to make adapters that have five pin MIDI that just goes to ethernet and it can automatically connect to a Mio XM or Play Audio 12. I'm fine going into Oracle Freck series and making that connection, but I want one small little box. It'd be amazing if that could be powered over ethernet. So PoE to where I literally plug an ethernet cable in, it's got a little green light. I connect my five pin DIN connection to it. Again, make it three separate boxes. Let's have one that's DIN in, one that's DIN out one that's a uh, uh, USB, but how amazing would it be for my buddy Dave, instead of him taking his Mio XM out to the B stage, which again, isn't a big box. I mean, you look at this, it's a pretty tiny uh, half rack space box. It's not an inconvenience, but how amazing would it be if it was one small little box with a DIN input, a USB input, you plug your USB MIDI controller in, it powers it, and uh, then you have an ethernet cable that goes out. So that's my dream, dream piece of gear. I've, I've seen things similar to this, um, uh, over ethernet, but nothing as simple as that. Again, price point wise, I would love something that's less than a hundred dollars. Um, you know, let's make it $99 if we want to call it. And again, to fit everything in the box, um, you know, I don't know how small you can make the box with, with, uh, motherboards or whatever it needs in it, circuit, uh, boards. Um, I would love something that's, I mean, uh, super tiny. I have a, 
I don't know if I have it that I can get to easily, but I have a uh, Disaster Area Designs Midi Baby. Uh, let's see, I can show you this guy. Uh, and this thing is, is teeny, teeny, tiny. Yeah, here we go. We'll pull this up so I can show this to you. Uh, I would love for it to be uh, this size. I mean, this thing is teeny, tiny with one button. Uh, if I had something the size of the Midi Baby, Ethernet in, uh, uh, five pin in, USB in, Ethernet cable out would be absolutely amazing. Okay, let's go to our next one. Um, I'm not going to talk as long uh, on this one uh, because this one's pretty easy to understand. So one of my favorite pieces of kit, one of my favorite pieces of gear, if you are in a Dante setup, and if you're not familiar with Dante, Dante is audio over ethernet. So we talked about MIDI over ethernet. Now we're talking about Dante over ethernet. One of my favorite pieces of kit of gear is um, this guy. This is the uh, xbox.md from Direct Out Technologies. Again, this is in my gear guide if you want. I'll link to this as well as other gear from studiostage.com slash gear. You can download it completely for free. Um, a great, great resource. But uh, this is a great piece of gear because what it allows you to do is use a DVS, Dante Virtual Sound Card, and you can connect uh, your computer to Dante Virtual Sound Card, route out of Dante Virtual, virtual Sound Card to the xbox.md, uh, and that handles redundancy for you. And those of you that uh, are in the Dante world, you go, but Will, a Dante network by default is redundant, because look, we have primary and secondary, and you have to have that on a Dante piece of gear in order to be Dante certified or whatever. Uh, but just because your network is redundant doesn't mean that your playback setup is redundant, which means computer A, computer B, connecting via Dante uh, to a network and, and you're good to go, right? Uh, so here's what I would love. I love that the xbox.md exists. I have one. I've used it before. Uh, it works great. I have a full course on the site I'll link to uh, in the description that shows you how to set this up in your particular setup, how to trigger it via MIDI, key assign, whatever you want to do. This is solid. This is great. But imagine for a moment, let's go back to my favorite company, iConnectivity. Uh, Play Audio 12, uh, incredibly well-priced, US uh, dollars, 600 bucks, you know, uh, incredibly uh, affordable. On the Play Audio 12, we have this Ethernet port for RTP MIDI, um, which is, uh, again, a great, great feature. We talked about them in the previous version of this. I would love a Play Audio 12, uh, a similar Play Audio 12 device uh, that has Dante. And again, looking at that 500 or less price point would be really, really cool. Um, again, Play Audio 12, uh, we have one Ethernet port, like I said, in order to be Dante certified, I believe you have to have two ports because you actually put like a Dante card, you got a primary, secondary, I get all that, I understand all that. I would love something that gives me uh, Dante, uh, maybe something that's a small form factor that's just USB into computer A, USB into computer B. It takes all that um, into the Play Audio 12 and then spits that out over Dante onto a Dante network. Um, what would be really powerful about that is to skip the using DVS, Dante Virtual Sound Card is the in between there, just go USB to my computer, USB to this computer, convert all that to Dante in the box, spit it out. Um, that would be great. Maybe a small half, uh, you know, quarter rack size is maybe is the best way to say that. Consider half rack and split it in half. That'd be really great. But then I also would just love, again, just imagine how cool it would be if we had the Play Audio 12. You know, form factor would have to change a little because we would need one more additional um, Ethernet port on that in order to have primary and secondary connections. Uh, I guess to technically be Dante certified to get the card in there. But it would be really cool if we had analog connections on that and had ethernet. 
So again, imagine, um, you know, I've done some, some video shootouts uh, or video uh, reaction videos to couple different setups that have multi-levels of conversion. So they are doing MADI and they can convert to analog, um, uh, or maybe they're doing Dante, they can convert to analog. Those rigs cost upwards of six to $8,000. I would love a Play Audio 12 with analog outs and ethernet and USB connection to my computer. And I decide, do I wanna spit it out analog? Do I wanna spit it out uh, Dante? I'm not a developer of music gear. I understand there's a lot of complications involved in that, but hey, I'm in charge. You know, you're giving me the reins of the company. That's what I would love to see. So um, that one I think would be super powerful. Uh, in particular, Dante, I think there's some space to uh, innovate there. And I know you're constricted by requirements of, of Audinate and, and hitting their certification stuff, but I think there could be some smaller, little more affordable boxes that did Dante redundancy um, and audio and Dante redundancy really well. And again, let's skip DVS and just go right out of our computer to that, which would be really, really cool. Um, okay. Got my final piece of gear coming up. This is not an audio interface. It has nothing to do with RTP MIDI. It's probably the most practical of all of these. But before I get to that, just want to ask if you're watching uh, on YouTube that you consider hitting the subscribe button completely free to you helps grow the channel helps gets gets the word out there. And the second thing that's going to be incredibly beneficial to you is to hit the notification button uh, so that uh, you get notified when I post a new video. I post a new video every Monday, every Friday, uh, brand new episodes of Behind the Spacebar every Monday. And if you're enjoying this content, you'll enjoy next week's episode as well, too. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, consider leaving a rating or review. And then no matter where you're watching, consider sharing this episode with someone that you think would enjoy it that maybe could eventually become a subscriber as well. Okay, uh, final piece of gear here. Um, a few years ago, I was doing a webinar where I was talking about using Ableton Live for keys. And since then I've done uh, you know, a couple of keys courses on uh, from studio to stage. But in particular, I wanna go back to this webinar that I was uh, hosting. This was when I worked for a company called multitracks.com. Um, and uh, this was really fun because I was like a product guy there, but occasionally they would allow me or I would force my way into doing webinars talking about Ableton because that was my passion. And I'm doing this keys webinar and I'm talking about using Ableton Live as a keyboard player. And one of the MIDI controllers I was using at that point was the Ableton Push. And I had this giant push sitting on the desk and, and sitting on the keyboard rather, and I'm playing keys and um, kind of as in the moment as I'm teaching, as I'm talking about it, and I'm using the keyboard, I realized how amazing of a controller Ableton Push is as a keys player. Now I fully know as an Ableton Live certified trainer that Push is, is highly capable of you know, playing it as a MIDI controller. Uh, in fact, Ableton doesn't like really calling it a MIDI controller, it's an instrument, you know, um, because you can legitimately play it as an instrument. If you don't think that's true, um, I can't remember the guy's name now that I have seen do this really well, but you can find multiple videos of like legit jazz piano players playing beautiful, beautiful songs on an Ableton Push. Um, just because you can't do it doesn't mean no one can. And just because you don't think it's an instrument doesn't mean it's not an instrument. It's an instrument. I, I get that. I understand that. Uh, and so there's use, there's need for pads, particularly if you're programming drum, drum stuff, if you're, um, I mean, even in this example here that we're, we're looking at on the site, you're, you're using, uh, you know, the grid to program stuff, 
doing like a step sync with search staff here. Working with clips in session view, I get all that. I understand all that. Uh, I understand the the dream, the promise of the APC40, the uh, which was one of the first mini controllers I ever had. Uh, APC40, the, the launch pad, the push, all those sorts of grid-based things. Those are great. Those are super powerful for DJs, people performing non-linearly in session view, like live looping artists, that sort of thing. It's great. But again, I've got the push on the keyboard. And I'm sitting there looking at it and I'm going, man, as someone who uses primarily um, uh, Ableton instruments as a keys player, and just because you haven't and you use plugins doesn't mean that they're not great and that they won't work for you. And I know a lot of folks that use just Ableton default sounds, but I'm sitting there using them and I'm looking and I'm seeing all this data that I'm getting on the screen, these beautiful visuals, the ability to click into a track and see what's loaded on the track. And I'm going, man, this, this is really, really nice. And then as a keys player, I'm wanting to adjust filter and stuff on pads. And as opposed to having a, a, a MIDI controller where I had to custom map things and I'm not really sure, wait, is this one the filter? Is that the, 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 uh, um, the drive? Is this compression? Is this delay? I'm able to look and go, okay, uh, here's the LFO sync for the filter. Here's the resonance of the filter. Here's the frequency. And I just reach up and grab and change the macro for that particular uh, function uh, of the, uh, the, uh, instrument I'm on. So I'm sitting there playing keys. I'm teaching people how to use Ableton as a keys player. I've got this big honking MIDI controller and I'm looking and going, man, I wish there was a push, but just the top half of push, right? And what I mean by that is I, I love the screen. I love the, 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 the bit up here with the screen that connects Ableton Live. I love the endless encoders that as I turn them, they can adjust and whatever this says it is, I can reach up and know with confidence that I can uh, use that and turn that. Uh, I can press a button to turn a device on and off and I get visual feedback uh, to see that that's on and off and it's really easy to see on stage. Imagine just for a moment that we had an Ableton push that was just the top portion of this. And sure, yes, maybe we put some transport controls on there, some extra features to where we can you know, jump around. But I just love that push works more, more so than any other grid-based uh, MIDI controller I've used, um, uh, more so than any controller that has a screen that's supposed to show you, you know, what each instrument shows or whatever. Push just works. It's the benefit of them owning the entire widget, Ableton that is. They create the software, they create the hardware, they can pair that together. I would love to see an Ableton push that's just basically endless encoders, maybe some transport controls, and it's just the screen. Now we're talking about price, 400 or less, you know, uh, I'm sure the screen is quite expensive. Um, 400 or less to me would be amazing. Even more amazing than that would be, you know, I don't know, 200 or less. I think that's probably too much or too, too little. But um, if it's less than $500, that's something I would buy in an instant. And I think a lot of keys players would consider that because again, that screen is really easy to see. The visual feedback, the designs that were created just for push, the encoders are super, super powerful. And there are flying faders and, and controllers that exist like that, but they're all pretty big because you need lots of real estate. Having those encoders is really, really powerful as a keys player always knowing confidently what that encoder is because I'm looking at the screen and going, oh, okay, turning that encoder. Um, really, really amazing. So those are my three things I'd like to see, three pieces of music tech that I would love to see in 2023 um, and, and prices. Again, let me know in the comments what you would love to see. And if you're going, well, well, you know, this doesn't fully exist, but this thing gets you kind of close. Leave a comment and let me know and read the comments of other people that have watched this video. And if you know a piece of gear that gets close to that, 
consider sharing it. And again, by you sharing it doesn't mean that the person that commented is an idiot. Uh, just because you share a piece of gear that you think is close to something I'm talking about doesn't mean you think I'm an idiot, so I'm not gonna take offense to that. But let's use this as, a, as an opportunity to share some links, to share some suggestions to other folks, and maybe we'll discover some brand new music tech and music gear that we didn't realize existed that will help us with the goal of performing on stage, of creating music, and staying more focused on that uh, here in 2023. So thanks so much for listening, watching this episode. Again, if you've enjoyed it, it's completely free for you to enjoy on all platforms consider subscribing consider rating and reviewing uh, that's a good way to say thanks to kind of spread the word and then again finally consider spreading the word sharing this with someone you think would enjoy it thanks so much for watching everyone we'll see you on the next episode of behind the space bar have a great week take care bye